Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Our series, this being our ninth session in the series of True Freedom from Internal Bondage. Our master passage, John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We've gone back to the roots of our brokenness. We've talked about how they progress from believing lies to pride, to shame and fear and anger and blame. Now today, I want to go into something that I had not planned to do originally. And I want to talk to you today about the spirit of rejection. So many, many, many of God's people have been affected for so long by the spirit of rejection. Many of us don't even realize the depths of the influence of the spirit of rejection. Many of us are very, very aware of what the spirit of rejection can do and is doing in our own inner world and in the lives of those we love. But today I want us to take a good close look at not only how the spirit of rejection gets a stronghold, but how it's defeated. We see in our master passage here in Genesis 3 that the enemy came to, de- to Adam and Eve and outright challenged with a question the authority of the Word of God. We see that rooted in the lie, in the belief of that lie, was the progression of all brokenness. And don't think that that only affected them. You are profoundly affected today by the choices that Adam and Eve made then. Profoundly. Romans chapter 5 says that we are all born in the image and likeness of Adam. That we have Adam's likeness through physical birth. You have to be reborn to have Jesus' likeness in your spirit man. But there is still continuing residue of Adam's likeness in what the Bible calls the flesh. Those old patterns of thinking and speaking and behaving that we're so aware of. And how many of you know that the closer you walk to the spirit, the more it seems that the flesh pulls against you. Galatians 5 says... The spirit and the flesh cannot agree. The spirit and the flesh yearn and pull and desire against one another. Sometimes you will feel the lust and the pull of the flesh at the time that you're most closely walking with the spirit. Because the pull of the flesh is to get you to keep you in bondage to that for which the Lord has set you free. 
the serpent said to Eve, has God said you shall not eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? He knows that if you do, you will surely die. Remember last time we went back to chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, where the Bible says that God made Adam and Eve in his image and likeness. In his, Im- in his image and likeness. What did we discover was the image and likeness of God? 1 John four sixteen. For God is unconditional, unrelenting, agape love. So there was on the inside of Adam and Eve the mighty, encompassing love of God. And out of that love, God not only imparted to them His image and likeness, He blessed them. That is, He supernaturally empowered them. He supernaturally empowered them through His own image and likeness to walk in everything that His unconditional love will bring. Did you know that there's nothing that the love of God can't reach or break or do? It is a source of strength that can outlast and wrestle to the ground any enemy that would ever come against you. The revelation of the love of God. He was, the Adam and Eve were filled with the love of God and therefore they were given dominion. And that dominion was in the realm that God had given them responsibility. Did you know that if you'll partner with God that you, and walk in submission to Him and His blessing, that you will have dominion in the realm in which you are in? But the lie of the devil was, you don't have to submit to have dominion. You can do it your own way. In fact, we saw in verse 4 and 5 that the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Here's the root of the lie. God really doesn't love you. He is withholding something that is highest and best for you. And when the devil could get Adam and Eve to believe the lie that God didn't really love them and they didn't have to submit and walk in partnership, they could do it their own way, then that is when the lie began to take root and that's when, as that pride developed, shame and fear and anger began to develop. This spirit of rejection, I want to tell you something. The spirit of rejection is a mindset, is an inner atmosphere, but it is also energized by a demonic spirit. Now, this is going to make some of you very uncomfortable. You're saying, Pastor, a believer can be under the influence of a demonic spirit. Yes, Not possessed in their inner man, where the Holy Spirit lives. Not possessed, but oppressed. Afflicted. Under the influence of demonic spirits. And one of the most predominant demonic spirit that the evil one works and achieves his purposes who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, is the spirit of rejection. And the reason it's so powerful is because the love of God is absolutely, totally, 
totally, diametrically opposed to the spirit of rejection. I want you to see something here. When the woman saw, verse 6, that, the food, that it was good, that it was tasty, it was pleasant, it felt good, she gave to her husband, he ate, the eyes of both of them were open, they knew that they were naked, they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves covered. Why would somebody, given life and bestowed on the image and likeness of God who is love, why would they run? Why would they try to disappear and cover themselves with their own self-made garments to hide their nakedness. Notice verse 8. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. God pursued them. They were, looking, they were running from him. He was pursuing them. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. They didn't want to be confronted with God. The God who loved them, the God who gave them his image and likeness, the God who blessed them, the God who invited them to partner with him and to have dominion. They were running. They were leaving all of that in shame and in fear. Why? Because they had stepped into and bought into the atmosphere of the one who had lied to them, the liar and the father of lies, the one who said you can have dominion without submission, the one who said you don't need him, he is withholding something, he don't really love you, he is withholding the highest and best from you. This was not just a natural unplugging of the life of God. There was an, there was an energy there. There was an energy when they bought into the to the lie of the likeness of the one who was lying. When you buy into the lie, you buy into the likeness. Pastor, how in the world could a believer be under the influence? Ephesians chapter 2 tells us very plainly that we were formally, formally under the influence of the God of this world. We were formally under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, in the sons of disobedience. There is a lying demonic energy that can affect the soul of the believer. It has an attack mechanism and an effect on you and I as believers. The Holy Spirit indwells your human spirit. He is in the living room of your heart. But there are other realms out there, other rooms in that house, in that spiritual part of you. Call your soul. It is your mind, your emotions, your will. And to that, into that second realm of your spiritual man, there can be an affliction in your mind, in your emotions. There can be an energy from the evil one that can touch you and keep you bound in the area of your thoughts and emotions in your own will. Now this is not granny Sunday school class. You are getting into the deep part of how you're made, spirit, soul, and body. Are you with me? You're not indwelt as a believer. You're not possessed 
by the devil, but you can be under the influence in your mind, your emotions, and your, you can be tormented. You can be oppressed. The spirit of rejection is one such demonic spirit that the evil one uses. What is the spirit of rejection? I've called it here and defined it. I didn't read this somewhere. If you don't like it, throw it away. A systematic state or condition of your soul. Sometimes it's active and sometimes passive. What does that mean? That means that sometimes that oppressing spirit can stir up and manifest itself in certain ways. In isolation, in explosive anger, in irrational behavior. Sometimes that spirit of rejection can, can try to control and manipulate things and people and circumstances. Sometimes it can produce amazing anxiety. And sometimes it can isolate and get into a place of depression where it doesn't want to live anymore. It's a spirit of rejection. It's active sometimes and sometimes Sometimes it relents and it's just as if nothing ever happened. It behaves as if all is well. Demons are not rational. And behavior under the influence of the evil one is out of line and it has, this, it has the disorder. It has the disorganization of the DNA of the devil himself. It's active and passive, but there is experienced a real void in our inner man of that unconditional. Whatever happens, we're not connecting to the manifestation and revelation of the love of God. Do you know that we're, we are physically, we are spiritually wired to desire un unconditional love and acceptance and affirmation because that's the image of God. We're wired that way. We desire that. We crave that. But you can look for it in any number of ways. But the spirit of rejection has to do with our thoughts and mindsets. And a lot of times that spirit will say to you in your inner man, you're worthless. You always fail. You've destroyed your life. There's no hope for you. Nobody really loves or appreciates you. Other people will be better off without you. That's the talk of the spirit of rejection. Now, there are several agents of the Spirit. What's an agent? It's a carrier, a representative. Sometimes that's other people. Some of you were born to physical parents that you never could live up to their expectation. And you lived your life in an atmosphere of comparison or in an atmosphere where you were never, whatever you did was never good enough. And that atmosphere breeds the spirit of rejection. He's right at home there. 
And so when we were brought up in that kind of environment, we were very vulnerable for a spirit of rejection to be at home in that kind of environment. What about you? Were there other people who were significant people in your life that for whatever reason you just never could get their unconditional love? You couldn't ever get their affirmation never could get their appreciation or affection. Whatever you did, it was never good enough. You might have the influence of the spirit of rejection because that spirit thrives in that atmosphere. And what happens is that victims of that particular operation of the spirit, we crave Rightfully so, we crave unconditional love and affirmation and, uh, and, and approval so badly that we, we, go, we do anything to try to get that approval that we haven't been able. Some of you have parents who've gone on into eternity and you are still craving their affirmation and grieving over the fact that this side of heaven you'll never get it. And puts a wound on your soul. And it ain't in a book somewhere. It's real. It's real. This spirit of rejection can be passed along through other people. It can be passed along through events. Some of you have been left by somebody you thought loved you. Somebody may have committed adultery in your marriage. Somebody may have betrayed your trust. Somebody may have divorced you. Somebody may have died prematurely and left you to handle everything. Any number of events in your life can make you vulnerable for the influence of the spirit of rejection. It doesn't mean that you have that spirit attached to you, but it means that you could be very vulnerable. Sometimes this spirit of rejection comes directly from the enemy himself because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the main thing he comes to steal is the revelation of the love of God. If he can get you to where you don't believe that God really loves you, you will not succeed. So we see that the spirit of rejection sometimes comes from our own self. Our we begin to interpret how God feels about us based on the circumstances of our life and the behavior of others rather than what the Word of God says is the truth. We begin to interpret it through our experiences, through our old nature that has been touched by lies, our flesh, our own self-talk. How many of you know sometimes we receive the spirit of rejection through the way we're spiritually wired? Oh, now I'm going to really mess with you a little bit. If you received 
if you received through physical birth of your parents, if you received spiritually the likeness of Adam, wouldn't it make sense to you that the likeness of Adam in them could be perpetuated in you if that chain is not broken? Are you listening to me? Just as the physical DNA and characteristics of your parents can be passed to you in physical death, the spiritual DNA of your parents, who inherited all the way back to Adam, can be passed to you. So you can have the likeness of Adam as it manifests itself through your parents into you. You can have the same spiritual tendencies that your forefathers had, and maybe you're not even aware of it. And that chain has to be broken. Now, there's power and authority that can break that. You got some new DNA in you when you were born again. You've got DNA of the resurrected Jesus who is far greater than the power of Adam and passed down through your own ancestors. Amen. But here's the thing. Are you listening? If you don't watch it, if you're not alert and aware, and if you don't break that pattern, that which was present in your parents and their parents and on and on can be passed down through you. If all you are is neutral, if you don't rise up against it in the realm of the Spirit, if you don't apply the blood of Jesus in the Word of God, if you don't take your authority and break that off of you, then you can become a rejecter. You can become, you can have the spiritual wiring of control and manipulation and trying to please everybody and fix everybody. When you are not right before your father and recognize that he and he alone bought you with the price of his own blood, that your, desi your design on this earth is to give him glory, not to fix or make everybody happy. The spirit of rejection can be passed along through you and you don't even know it. God make us aware. Where, there we, where we are under the influence of the spirit of rejection. Make us aware, Lord. So that we can apply and appropriate the resources of God to break that chain and Stop that legacy. Pastor, I can, be, I can be born physically with spiritual wiring that can be passed along through my forefathers. Yes, the sins of the fathers are transferred to the sons many times. You've got to have something to break that pattern. You've got to rise up boldly on the basis of the Word of God and the blood of Jesus and say, I don't have to do that. I don't have to take this. This doesn't have to be replicated in my life. The buck stops here.
When are you going to rise up and say that is not going to be perpetuated through me and my generation? Begin to proclaim who you are and who he is. And demand that the spirit of rejection leave you and your family in all that you touch. And declare it out of bounds and illegal. You belong to the Lord. That's trespassing. But trespassers are going to have their way to you make an arrest. You can wish and pray that it won't happen to you all you want to, but if you walk off and leave your doors and windows open, you're going to have some intruders. Romans 5 tells us that we're in the image and likeness of Adam until we're born again. And there's residue left that has to be dealt with and brought to the crucifixion of the cross and the knowledge of Jesus. Ephesians 2, we've already talked about how there's a spirit of the evil one. We were children of wrath. What does that mean? We were formerly children of wrath. Why did Adam and Eve run? Who was the tormentor? No. You always thought that God was after them. He was after them. Not to torment them. When they left the garden, he clothed them. He pursued them. The tormentor was the one who's believed the lies they believed. He's the father of wrath. And the word makes it clear that we're under the influence of, as children of wrath in through physical birth and our spiritual DNA from Adam and Eve. And Satan says you can never do anything about that. Let me say one more thing before I leave. You've got to deal with this spirit of rejection or you're going to leave a legacy that you don't want. To those over which you have influence, whether they be your children or grandchildren, whether they be your associates, those over which you have influence, you will leave a legacy of rejection if you don't deal with it and break its power by the authority of the love and the blood of Jesus. I want to tell you all something today, and this is out of, I have my preparation for this message and a lot of what I know about the spirit of rejection and the, the devastating effects of it has come from Dina and her journey, and I have her permission today. To share some of the insights that the Lord has given through her and her journey and her life. And I praise the Lord for her security in being secure enough in the Lord to allow me to share with you. When I say leaving a legacy, I mean it. Dina grew up in a place where everybody went to church. 
but in her secret world, she had a mother who was an abuser, a hitter, an emotional, verbal, controlling, manipulating, physical abuser. Nothing was ever good enough. She wanted to control and manipulate. And under the influence of that demon, she would do hideous things and say hideous things to her daughter. We're brutal. The strength of that woman that God gave her is unlike anything I've ever seen. I was not my mother-in-law's favorite person. But I want you to know that sooner or later, a person who has been beat up and beat down by the spirit of rejection, by the grace of God, will rise up and say no more. I don't deserve that. I'm a daughter or a son of the living God, and I will not live in that anymore. And by the grace of God, will rise up and say, You will not do this to me anymore. What I'm trying to tell you is you've got to stand up to the spirit of rejection. You have got to say to that spirit, no more control and manipulation over this daughter or son of the king. No. But to do that, you've got to be secure enough in your own inner man in the love of God and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Because until you do that, you're still going to be scared of the consequences. But if you get the revelation of your Father's love, you will say, I'm not going to go by the control and manipulation of the Spirit. When you get secure enough in the Father's love, you will stand against the spirit of rejection and let the chips fall. Can I tell you something? Nothing. I'm going to get in trouble with some religious zealots. Nothing. Nothing. Not peace. Not money. Not what you think has got to be the, the way. Not marriage. Not life. Not death. Nothing. is worth continuing to walk in internal bondage that Jesus has set you free from. Is it painful? You bet. A lot of times it's out of the context of pain that you face the spirit of rejection and say no more.
no more. Some of you live with and love people who have the spirit of rejection on them. Can I tell you something? Love them, pray for them, encourage them, but don't try to fix them, you can't. All you do is participate with the spirit of rejection if you try to fix. Only God can do this. No. I'm closing this up. I'm not going to finish today, but you've got to face it recognizing that God doesn't want you to live that way. You face it in your inner man and apply the truth of what God says about you. I've got plenty of scriptures there in your outline, but affirm your authority and resist the devil. Get revelation that God says you're holy and righteous and blameless and loved. That he took on himself your sin and gave you his righteousness. That there is a gift of righteousness that's available to you. Ask God to give you revelation of it. And then I want to tell you something very, very, very important. Don't get in an isolated place. Accept reinforcement. Don't run from an inner circle of support. That might be through counsel. It might be through a close-knit group of friends. It might be through a mentor that you can absolutely be yourself and know that regardless of what you say, you'll still be loved just the same. But I also want to tell you this, if there has been going on in your family a spirit of rejection, you may need others who are accustomed to intercessory prayer come around and help you and reinforce you and pray with you. Sometimes you can't get through something by yourself. And you're going to need others to come around and join and apply the force of faith in the heavenlies to break you free of that. There is a place for hands-on prayer for deliverance. Whereby the authority of the name and the blood of Jesus is applied by others on your behalf. Don't be afraid nor embarrassed about that. There's so many more things I want to say, but I want you to know I'm praying earnestly that the spirit of rejection would be broken off of me and you. And of all of those under the influence of this shepherding by the power of Jesus, I want you to bow your heads with me, please. And I want you to be ready to go boldly before the throne of grace. Has there been perpetuated through your own way of thinking, through a parent or a significant person in your life, through a spouse or a former spouse, 
through a friend or a child or a, somebody significant in your life, has there been perpetuated an atmosphere where the spirit of rejection has really done a number on you? Lied to you and made you feel... That you're not worthy, that you're never going to succeed, that you're condemned. And have you responded in self-righteousness, trying to control or manipulate or fix? Have you responded in isolation or flight or anger or blame or resignation? If you have recognized that the spirit of rejection has been or is at work in you today, I want to ask you to make a bold stand today. I want you to say, no more. No more. This legacy stops right here. If you've been oppressed, by the spirit of rejection, I want you to stand right where you are today. And by doing that, you're facing it. Would you do it right now? Stand right where you are. Not many escape the oppression of the spirit. Would you join this prayer with me right out loud, right out loud today. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly before your throne today, knowing in my heart and speaking with my lips, giving testimony that I'm a child of God, that the blood of Jesus has made me righteous before your throne. I submit to you. I desire your approval, and I already have it. I desire your unconditional love, and I already have it. So I say today, on the basis of the love of God that is poured out in my heart by the Holy Spirit that is my birthright in Jesus Christ, I demand the spirit of rejection to be gone from me gone from my loved ones, gone from the atmosphere of my home, my business, my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare that the spirit of oppression, the spirit of rejection has no authority over me or my loved ones anymore. I am free in the name of Jesus. I am loved perfectly. I am whole in the name of Jesus. I declare today that I will not be in a place of isolation. And I declare today that you and you alone are all that I need. My joy, my affection, my security, my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare it. I declare it in Jesus' name. I am free.
It's a declaration of faith followed by reinforcement. Whenever you begin to see and sense in your inner man any any of the DNA of the touch of rejection, you stand against it in the name of Jesus. And I don't care if it's been passed down from five generations, the buck stops with you. The name of Jesus, the authority of God, the blood of the Lamb can reverse the curse. You receive it and walk in it. I want to thank all of you for your prayers this week. This has been a heavy message. I want to thank Dina for her openness and honesty. And I want to thank her for receiving the security of the love of God that broke the power of rejection from being perpetuated in her life, in our offspring. Can I tell you this? If you've been under the influence of a rejecter, don't be surprised if you decide you're not going to take that anymore. Don't be surprised at the initial response if they've controlled you for so long. Don't be surprised if the initial response is not, oh, happy day. But you just keep your ground. You continue to walk in love. You continue to pray. Because I want to tell you, eventually, eventually, that controlling spirit will go through a dry place where there's nothing fueling it. And it'll eventually leave you alone. Now I know we've got into some stuff here today that you may not be used to hearing, but I'm telling you it's real. I want you to go with God. He's going with you. We bless you. We love you and pray for you daily. See you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.